0: Well, thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at uh, some of our business tips from the Harvard Business Review. We're also having a chat with Christina Sikiotis with our Minute on Innovation, looking at uh, thinking outside the box. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about having an online presence. Good afternoon, Brett
1: yeah, hi,
0: Julian. I don't know whether that song was about you or me, Here Comes the Stars. Well,
1: I wish, I wish it doesn't look, it doesn't look too <laughs> sunny down here at Gateshead at present, so uh, some big clouds to the south. So, well, it is, uh, isn't it? The, the rain's good. Anyway, we need it.
0: So, uh, I mean, we, we, there's all some sad statistics out there for small business, uh, which is only about 40% of small businesses have a website and only about 25% have a really active online presence. A little bit higher up here in the under, I believe. But uh, what, what does it mean to have an online presence?
1: Well, it's exactly that. It's it's, it's having uh, well, there's a myriad, a myriad these days of of online presences, I guess. I said. But you, it's it's starting with the internet um, as your source, and then it's using a, a range of devices like a, a, a your computer that you have in your office, uh, a laptop, an iPad or an iPhone. These are the the means by which you can access an online presence, and lo- lots of people have got these devices now. They're they're all over the place, and probably you and me have got three or four of them, so um, uh, we access the Internet in different ways. But when we access the Internet, we are accessing businesses' uh, uh, information and um, we want to you know, we want to learn stuff or, or know where to find particular businesses. So we're using a website often uh, as a primary uh, source for that information. So, so people who don't have, or businesses that don't have websites, uh, really are missing out on the opportunity to interact with people who are providing another way that they can actually find them. Mm. Uh, so for so businesses that don't have a website, they're actually not in that, in that race, uh, online race. Uh, but the presence is beyond that. It's, it's, uh, it's Facebook, uh, it's Twitter, it's LinkedIn. Uh, it's, it's all those avenues that people can find a way to actually engage with, uh, with your business. Uh,
0: but I suppose one of the things that goes through people's minds is, uh, do I really need all this stuff? Do I need a website? Do I need Facebook? Do I need this? Do I need that? Um, you know, and I don't, don't I have the time to do it all? And it can be quite confusing for some small businesses, can't it?
1: It can be, it, it can be. It's a brave new world, you know, uh, we wouldn't have having this conversation quite the same way uh, five years ago about Facebook and Twitter and blogs and all this stuff. You know, it's maybe oh. how things are changing and, and the evolution of the online presence. Um, is there, and it's going to. And, and in a five, five years' time, uh, if we're chatting, you know, still chatting, then, then, like you know, we'll be having a different conversation about stuff. So that's just the way the world is heading. And, and businesses, yeah, you're right. They do have a choice. They they can say, well, that's not for me. Uh, but I'm, I'm reminded reminded of the story of Kodak, um, mm. uh, yeah, which we were discussing only a few days ago, um, and a decision uh, back in the mid 90s or late 90s about not to go down the digital line and um, we know the Kodak doesn't exist anymore so businesses can make a decision not to go down the electronic path or the uh, the path of being online um, but they they need to do that on a very informed basis not just going well it's all too hard mm. um if it was that hard, no one would do it, so it isn't really that hard. Uh, it's just a case of sometimes people just don't know what they don't know, uh, and they're not trying hard enough to actually find out and make an informed decision. And, and if it's not for your business, then it's not for your business, but it's not really about you, it's actually about your customers, mm. and your potential customers. Mm. So it's, it's how will they connect with you if if, you know, if they're looking up uh, an online um Yellow Pages, for example, uh, and you're not there. Uh, then how will they find you? So, so it's not so much looking at your business from your perspective, it's looking at your business from your customers and your potential customers' perspective, and how will they find out about you, and how will they find you? Uh, and if you can say, well, everyone of my competitors are on uh, have a website, then maybe you're missing out. And being different for the sake of being different may not be the best decision for your for your business.
0: Another one that comes to mind, of course, is Borders, too, that uh, decided not to go down the online, and they're not there either, so uh, exactly. it's, so it's important. You look, look back, there's
1: quite a few businesses who, who made that decision not to go down that line, and um, they've, they've, uh, they've paid the price, uh, you might say, in, in, uh, by not, not existing now, so... Um, it's one of those things, it's, it's, um, some people see it as being a necessary evil, some people see it as an opportunity, and the ones who have seen it as an opportunity to uh, embrace the technology and find a way to connect with their customers are the ones, I think, are the businesses that are now probably thriving uh, mm. and uh, and moving ahead quicker than, um, than uh, what they would have if they hadn't have gone down that track. And, yeah, there, there is a cost involved, but there's also a cost in not doing it as well. Uh, and that may may in fact be a greater cost and, a, and, and the ultimate cost uh, by actually not uh, not going down that
0: track. Yeah, and and you mentioned earlier, I mean, the technology is just so, is there and so simple. Most small businesses would have the technology now uh, and, yeah. uh, and was it's a, becoming was a easier.
1: Ten years ago where you... You wouldn't even think about building your own website, uh, and you know, you'd have to get a web developer in, and, and, and that'd be pretty expensive. There wasn't much change out of you know eight to ten thousand dollars for a basic website. They've become a lot more affordable. The t- technology is far more user-friendly these days, uh, and some people with a bit of savvy can actually produce their own uh, their own uh, website now for not a lot of money, uh, and it can be really effective if you know what you're doing. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing, you can still get a reasonable website um, for uh, a, a reasonable investment a, a couple of thousand dollars for example, uh, but it all depends on what you want your website to do and a lot of a lot of businesses I think make the mistake where they will spend two or three thousand dollars on getting a website, but they actually don 't promote it yeah and you know, half the equation is getting the website. But the other half of the equation is actually you know, spending some money on letting people know that it's there, because if you don't promote it, then people won't know that they're there. they actually find you by accident, uh, and that's not going to be lead to success. You're going to say, well, I spent 3000 on a website, and no one's ever contacted me by the website. But... Have you told anyone that's actually there? So um, mm. you need to do both halves of the equation uh, and find ways and you know, things like Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and all those and blogs. They're all ways of connecting with people to let them know that you that you are there. And um, you know, being in business, you've got to make some noise. You've got to you've got to let people know that you uh, you are there. And um, uh, and if you don't do that, then the chances are they they won't find you. So things like search engine optimization is a way of just making sure that people can see your hand waving uh, to, to let them know that you're, you're, actually, uh, you're actually there and uh, not being uh, overshot by, by everyone else, and uh, particularly your, your competitors. That mm. So um, uh, it's, it's a little bit complex, but not overly complex that you can't do something about it. And, and uh, it's just one of these things that small businesses these days really have to grapple with. Um, that That's the way that people do business these days. Well, great. And the online, online stuff is very prevalent now. So, yep.
0: Well, thanks for your time again, Brett, and we'll have a chat with you again next month.
1: Wonderful. Thanks, Julian. Thank Appreciate you. It. Bye-bye. Cheers,
0: mate. Bye. Brett Gleeson there from the Business Growth Centre. Uh, Online presence is important. And just a, a reminder, by the way, that the Digital Enterprise Program is designed. as a government-funded program, so it's free. A whole series of 10 workshops on how to get yourself online. It's on every, th- every other Thursday morning, so it was on this morning. So in two weeks' time, it's on again. Next In two weeks' time, talking about developing your website. So if you want more information on that, www.switchedonhunter.com.au. If you're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. 25 minutes past one. Time to pop over to Christina Sikiotis for our discussion on innovation. Good afternoon, Christina. Hi, Julian.
2: How are
0: you? I'm well, thank you. And are
2: you, are you warm? That's I'm warm.
0: Yes, I'm warm in the in the studio with my uh, good. 2NUR jacket on. Excellent. nice and warm. Um, so thinking outside the box to stay innovative.
2: Yeah, and you know my favourite line in all of that, in that article that you suggested, um, is people catching the innovation bug, which I think is fantastic. The innovation bug is hitting big business and companies are scrambling not to only keep up but to get ahead. I think that's fantastic. Mm. Um, it, but it's all about, it's not, it shouldn't be a scramble, as we've discussed before. It should be a process and it should be something that's integral to business, to organisation. It's part of your time management plan so that it then doesn't become a scramble. Um, there's somewhere in the article that mentions that more than 50% of CEOs are starting to invest in consumer and enterprise technology for, to get a competitive advantage. Um, and that was replicated in a joined-up innovation report that Microsoft put out at the beginning of the year as well. Yes. Um, and they're both, they're both suggesting that collaboration is the way forward Uh, which we know that it is, because there's new industries going to come out of old industries collaborating together. They also talk about a cost-cutting climate um, in this article, and I think we've also mentioned that before. How many times can you actually cost-cut before you've got nothing left to cut? Yeah. Um, And we're concentrating... If we concentrate, say, on streamlining as opposed to cost-cutting, then maybe we can create that time that's really crucial to innovation to integrate into work. So we pre-plan so that we don't have to get to that cost-cutting stage. If innovation was part of everyone's normal process, part of the time management of the organisation, part of KPIs that needed to be measured, I don't care whatever box you want to put it in, but if we planned that time, then the time and knowledge that's necessary for innovation wouldn't turn into stress and feeling sick when we get to that constant cost-cutting um, effect. Yeah. And time and knowledge, let's face it, are cheaper than being sick and the stress leave and everything else. So if it becomes part of your planning process, which we all do, I mean, if you're running a successful business or if you're running a business, you're thinking about planning all the time. We've got, as we talked about last week, we've got the business model canvas, we've got business plans, we've got strategic plans that we need to put in place. Imagine if we actually had those organised with structured time for innovation, etc. in there. Mm.
0: That's good, and a, as we've, we've just been talking with Brett Gleeson about uh, having an online presence and highlighting a couple of the companies who are not here anymore because they didn't focus on that online presence. So looking but, outside right. and finding what other people are doing.
2: Yeah, and, and that's another thing that we actually push in a lot of the workshops is constantly look outside that. If, if you want mm. to think of it as looking outside your own box, then do it adapt and adopt different ideas from, from things that are happening outside. Mm. I mean, there's talk about, you know, the collaborations are even coming through um, now between the universities and their research centres and industry. That's a, that's a way forward. Excellent. Partnering. The, the article talks about partnering with smaller, agile firms because they're the ones that, are, that can, take, they can take the risks around yes. these things and they're, they're less risk-averse than the bigger companies. Mm. Um, the collaboration that article talks about between Virgin Mobile and Beta Cloud... Um, the Melbourne developer, you know, where they say we spend a lot of time understanding all the new developments in technology and how that's going to impact people's lives. And the key, the key phrase is we spend a lot of time understanding. So they spend time reading, thinking outside the normal sphere of what they're doing, and they put the time in. They're matching technologies, they're matching the technology, sorry, um, with business strategies. So they're collaborating in that respect as well.
0: Good. Well, thank you very much for your time again, Christina. We'll have a chat again about innovation next week. Look
2: forward to it. Thanks, Julian. Have a (laughs) great week.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Christina Sikiotis there with a minute on innovation, and that article she was talking about was actually taken from Management Today, which is the magazine put out by the Australian Institute of Management. And time now for a management tip from the Harvard Business Review. We all get caught up in negotiating in business, so don't make these common negotiating mistakes. Even the best negotiators can make mistakes. Make sure that all of your careful preparation isn't wasted at the table by avoiding these common traps. First of all, failing to listen. Spending hours or days preparing your argument will naturally make you want to share your interests, lay out options and so forth, but when you get into the room, focus on listening and asking questions as much as, if not more than, presenting your case. Secondly, sacrificing your interests to preserve the relationship. Deal with you and your counterpart's relationship separately. Any trust issues should be resolved before you move on to the substance, substance of the negotiation. And thirdly, focusing on positions, not interests. It's easy to establish what you both want and then move quickly into the specifics of the agreement. But the two of you need to take time to understand the drivers behind your positions or you won't be able to reach an agreement that satisfies both of you. So a little tip there taken from a book, Guide to Negotiating by Jeff Wise. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at the importance of having an online presence and a reminder of the digital enterprise program switched on hunter.com.au and thinking outside the box to stay innovative. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll have our Minute on Innovation with Christina again and look at more business and legal news and views that may affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and as Dale Carnegie once said, when dealing with people, remember you are not dealing with creatures of logic but creatures of emotion.